We begin today the Gemara on Davzayin Amad Beis, 10 lines up from the bottom of the Amad. The Gemara here is discussing the halacha of payment when a mazik pays. We learn from the Pasik, mate of Sadeh, mate of Karmai, that he has to pay from the best of his properties, which is called Idis. So here the Gemara is going to continue discussing how do we evaluate this Idis based on whose standard? When the Bezdin will evaluate the payment of the Mazik, he's paying with a property that he owns, and we have to, he has to pay, it is the best, how do we evaluate this? Do we evaluate it by the properties that he has, and he's going to have to give his very best, even if on the standard of the world, Bechlal, this is not... This is much better than it is in the standard of what's called it is in the world. You, you shouldn't have to give such a good property. But no, we go by his standard of what he has. So let's say this guy is very rich and he has a, a, a property that's beyond the standards of anyone else. He still has to give his very best. Or no, we go by the standard of the world that what's considered to be a good property in the, in the standard of the world, that's what he has to give. Okay, now the Gemara explains according to who are we asking this Shail over here. We had before in the Gemara the Machloikis between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva that discussed this matter. When you giving a, when you pay the the Mazik pays, does he have to give based on his own standard, but the Mazik or but the Nizik, or as long as for the one that you're paying, the Nizik is for his standard. It's called it is then it's good enough. We had already this this concept. So the Gemara explains. According to Rabbi Shmuel, this is not going to be a shaila at all. Because the Ummah, what did Rabbi Shmuel say? Rabbi Shmuel says that you always follow the standard of the Nizik. So we had before, even if the Zabudist, the worst property of the Mazik, matches up to the standard of the best property of the Nizik, so he's going to be able to pay with the worst property. So in such a case, you don't have to look at the world at anybody else. You go by what the standard of the Nizik is. So in that case, there's certainly no room to ask any question according to Rabbi Shmuel. There are still Rishayim that say that even according to Rabbi Shmuel, in a situation where the Ziburis of the Mazik does not match up with the, with the Nizik, so then even Rabbi Shmuel agrees that you don't uh, give him from your Ziburis. You do have to give him from your Idis. So even then, according to Rabbi Shmuel, it'll be a question. But over here, if it does match up, if your worst property matches up to the standard of his best, so then there's no shyly. Yeah, you then, so then you can give him your worst as long as it's according to the standard of the nizik. According to who are we asking the shyly here? We're asking it according to Rabbi Kiva's opinion. The Omar, but the mazik shemina. Rabbi Kiva says that the mazik he has to give his best, and he can't get away with the fact that for the nizik his worst is considered to be. That the Mazik's worst is considered to be the best for the Nizik. No, he has to give his best. Now, what does that mean? My. When the Taita says you have to give your best, what the Taita is really trying to say with that is, It's coming to exclude, don't just rely on the standard of the Nizik. Taita is saying, don't be lenient. If this person that you damage happens to be a poor person, and for him you can get away very cheap, the Taita is saying, no, you can't get away cheap by looking at the standard of the Nizik that's very poor. So you don't, you don't look at the standard of the Nizik, but you don't necessarily have to give your very best if you happen to be very rich. You just go by the standard of the world, what's considered to be this. Or perhaps, no, when the Torah says, mate of it means literally you have to give your very best. Regard, it doesn't matter what anyone else's standard is. 
So Rabbi answered, Rachmana Omar, mate of Sadeu. The Torah is clearly saying, according to Rabbi Kiva, you have to give the very best property that you own. And you have a swara to say that you don't go by your standard, you go by the standard of the entire world. Why should you say that? The literal shot of the Pasik is you have to give your very best. So the Gemara asks on this from what a Braisa says. And here this Braisa will come and tell us the details regarding collecting a payment. And there's three different scenarios of collecting a payment. One is a mazik that we're discussing, the other is a balchayv, a loan, and the third is the ksuba of a isha. When a husband has to give, pay out a ksuba, if he divorces her, so on. So the three different standards. So the Bryce says as follows, if a person only owns idis properties, only very good quality properties, so, and, he, and he has to pay these different modes of payment, whether as a mazik, or as a balchayv, or for ksuba for his wife. Kulan gaivim and Whoever he owes money to, this is all he has. So they're all going to come collect from this idis. Beninis, if all he has is an average property, kulan gaivim beninis. So then all of these different people he, he owes money to will collect the beninis property. Ziburis, if he owns only ziburis, kulan gaivim ziburis. They all collect from that ziburis. The point that we see over here is that you never say that if a person owes money and he doesn't have that level of property that really the person that he owes it to deserves, that he has to go and sell this property and go and buy a better quality property to pay that. There's no such a thing. Whatever you have, if this is all you have right now, so this is what you pay regardless of who you owe it to. If he has three different qualities of property, the best, an average, and an inferior level, so then Nizakim Be'idis, the halacha of Nizakim is that you give the best quality property, as we're learning here. Or Balchayv Be'beninis, the Balchayv gets the average property, and the Gemara will soon bring the source for this, because really Menatayra, a Balchayv can be paid with the worst quality. And Aksubis Isha, busy a Isha that collects her Aksuba, she gets only the worst, because she's satisfied just with that. Rashi brings, we learned this in Gemara in, in Gitin, that when a woman gets married, so even though that she wants and she needs a ksuba, that uh, she shouldn't be cheap in her husband's eyes if he wants to divorce her. But at the same time, the Gemara says that more than a man wants to marry a woman, a woman wants to marry the man, and therefore she's ready to accept whatever it is, even Ziburis. Now, idis ubeininis, what happens if the person only has idis and beininis? He only has a good quality property and an average. So then, how do they collect? So Nizakin be this. The Nizakin gets his halacha, like he always does. He gets the uh, idis property. And Balchayv, Oksubisisha, Bebeninis. And the Balchayv that always gets Beninis. And here the Oksubisisha as well will take from Beninis. Beninis, Vizi Buddhist. What? If he has an average property and then as a Buddhist property, only these two. So then Nizakin, Ubalchayv, Bebeninis. The Nizakin and the Balchayv are going to collect from the average property. Oksubisisha, Vizi Buddhist. And the Ksubis will get from Ziburis. What's if he has only Idis Viziburis? He only has a very good quality property, and he has only a bad quality property, doesn't have anything in between. So Nizak can be Idis, and Nizak gets his Allah, which is Idis. And Balchayv, Ksubisisha, Biziburis, and both the Balchayv gets pushed down to Ziburis together with the Ksubisisha that takes from Ziburis. This is the Braisa. So the Gemara now focuses on one of the cases of the Braise where there's an obvious question here. Ketani Mia. What is one of the cases in the Braise? Bintzia. In the middle case of the Braise, it says, Bainan is Ziburis, that if this person owns just an average property with a Ziburis property, Nizakin or Balchayev Bainanis, then what happens is, so for the damages, Nizakin you pay with Bainanis, and the Balchayev also gets Bainanis. 
And the Ksubisi should be Ziburis. Only the Ksuba goes down to the lowest quality property. The question over here is though, what does this mean that a person owns two properties and you're saying that one property is Bainanis and the other property is uh, Ziburis? Why is one property Bainanis? If he only owns, owns two properties, so if you look at what he owns, so one is Ziburis and one is Idis. He has two properties. One is, one is his best and one is his worst. We, we, how could you define it as Beninus? So if you're going to say that the standard of how we evaluate properties goes by this individual himself of what he owns. So this property that the Braise says is Beninus, why are you calling it Beninus? This, this is his this, this is his best property. And if so, the halacha should be different than what the Braise says. It's <laughs> So then, the Balchayv can't collect from the Bainanis property, even though usually a Balchayv gets from Bainanis. But over here, he only owns two properties. So what, what the Braisa calls Bainanis is really Idis. So the Balchayv should be collecting from Ziburis together with the Ksubasisha. And only the Nazikin should get paid from uh, this Bainanis property, which is really Idis. So, the, so here, basically, what we're proving is, how could this Braisa call it uh, Bainanis? Because we're not going by the standard of his properties. Hitaka only owns two. If you're looking at him as an individual, he only owns two properties. The Bainanis property is his idis. But if you go by the standard of the world, as the Gemara before said, so then this is in the standard of the world. This is a Bainanis property. So therefore the Balchayv could come and collect from this property. That's the Raya from here. Says the Gemara, not necessarily. What it's talking about over here is the reason why we're saying that this property that he owns is a bane in his property, even though we're going just by his standard. At the time of the loan, he did own a third property. He owned a Idis property. And if at that time he owned the Idis property, so the bane in his property that he owned already became Meshubid, there was a lien on that property for the Balchayv. The Balchayv, the, the property that becomes Meshubah to the Balchayv, goes according to the time of the actual loan. And at that time, he owned the Idis property. And later he sold it off. And now that he sold it off, so he's left just with Bainus and Ziburis. But we're classifying it as Bainus, even if Bishaloy and Shaman, even if we're going according to his standard, because he previously, at the time of the loan, owned Idis as well. Abchista answered this as well, that in this Braise, he previously had Idis and now he sold it. It's logical to say that this must be the Pshar and this Braise. Because there's another Braise that says that the Halach is different. There's another Braise that brings up the same case. If this person only owns Beninus and Ziburis. So there the Braise says, Only the, the Nizakin is paid from the Beninus property. But the Bachayv gets pushed down together with the Ksube to collect from the worst quality property. So now you have a contradiction. There's a contradiction of these two braises. The previous braises said that the Balchayv, the loan, is paid from the Bainanis property. And this braise is saying, no, the Balchayv gets pushed down to the Ziburis property. The way to answer this, these two braises here that say a different halacha, as we explained, the previous braise, he originally had a better quality property. He had an Idis, and therefore the Bainanis is that Shibud that the Balchayv collects from. And Khan And the second Braisa we quoted, where the Balchayv cannot collect from the Bainanis, is because he did not previously own Idis. So this Bainanis is his best property. If we're going by his standard, so that is Idis. So the Balchayv gets pushed down to Ziburis. He doesn't have a right to collect from Idis. 
And now the Gemara brings another few uh, so, uh, solutions over here for the contradiction of these two prices that we just brought over here in this case of when he owns only Ben and Zipporahs. But if you want, I'll give you another answer. That that in both cases, both of these prices, it's not speaking about the fact that he once owned Idis before and now he sold it off. It's not mentioned at all in the Braise. Right? And the, the Gemara here is answering this and saying that really we could say that that we evaluate by the standard of the world. We don't evaluate by his own standard. So if we evaluate by the standard of the world, so then we can understand what it says in the first Braise. The Bainanis is called Bainanis by the standard of the world, even though for him it's his best property. In the second Braisa, when it says that the Balchayv does not collect from Bainanis, why not? Why shouldn't he collect from Bainanis? If you go by the standard of the world, it's Bainanis. So the Gemara explains, Kashya. This is not a question because, oh, if the person's Bainanis has the value like it is the Alma, so then that baininess is, is according to the standard of the world is considered to be idis. Mm-hmm. Right? So even if this person owns also idis, but this baininess that he has is, is the idis. That's what this Braisa is saying. Over here the case is that his baininess is the same like the idis of the world. So therefore, the Balchayev only takes from, from the Ziburis. And in the case where his bainness is not like the standard of the edis of the world, his bainness is like this, like the average standard of bainness in the world. So the Balchayev takes from the bainness. That's the second Braisa. Not a third Pshat the Gemara says, Vi Bay Seime. And the Hanam, you know, true, this answer here is saying that we don't go in the literal, we're not touching the Pesach literally, that he must pay by his standard, you go by the world standard. According to, uh, sorry, another answer here to explain these two uh, prices. I can tell you that in both prices, the case of here is, The bainness that he owns is the same standard as the bainness of the entire world. And he only owns two properties. That's what we're talking about here, right? Bainanis and Ziburis. Now, why? You know, wh- where does the Bachayv get from? Does he get from Bainanis or does he get from Ziburis? These two Braises are arguing as follows. This holy boy that was asked before, do you go by his standard or by the standard of the world to define the level of the karka that's being paid? This is the Machlekes of these two Braises. So, Marsava Bishaloi so the second Braise says that you go by his standard. If you go by his standard, since he only owns Bainanis and Ziburis, the Bainanis is his best. So we push away the Balchayv to get from Ziburis. He doesn't have a right to collect from the best. And the first Braise says, no, that you go by the standard of the world. So therefore, if he owns Bainanis and Ziburis, the Bainanis by the standard of the world is Bainanis. So the Balchayv collects from Bainanis. A fourth Pshat says, Ravina Omar, Ravina says, The argument over here, when a person only owns Bainis and Ziburis, whether he takes from the Bainis or he takes from the Ziburis, this is a general machlaikis, not only in this case, but it's Bachlal, a machlaikis, whether we accept what Ola says. And here the point the Gemara is going to say is, this whole thing that a Bachayiv collects from Bainis is not Menatayra. Menatayra, if you own money, you can pay with the worst quality of your properties. So that Ola came and said that Rabbanon were masakin, that, you should be, that, that he should have the right to collect from Bainanis. So the, the, the two Braises are arguing whether there is such a taconim with the Rabbanon. <coughs> Sorry, with the Ola Pligi. 
The Amar Ola, Skazola said, Dvar Tayre, if you look in the Tayre, you'll see Bachoy busy Buddhist, a Bachoy you can pay along with the worst quality of properties that you have. Shanema, the Pasik says, Bachutz Tamoid, that when you come to collect a loan, or if you're coming to collect and the person doesn't have money to pay, so you're, you're coming to take a mashkin, a collateral, so the Pasik describes it by saying, Stand outside, the person that you're collecting this from, he'll bring you out the mashkin, the collateral outside the house. Why is the Pasik saying all of this? What's, what's this description? And what it's telling you is, just like it is the nature of a person that if he has to give up something, an object or a collateral, so what does he do? He gives the least uh, qualities, gives something that he doesn't need so much. That's what he gives as a mashkin. If he's going to allow you into your house, you're going to choose an expensive item for, for this mashkin. But the Pasuk says, no, let him choose the worst quality. So the same thing is also, if you're paying from a karka, you have the right to pay from the least, from the, from the worst quality karka that you have. What's the reason why we say always that when you pay a loan, you have to pay from a better, from an average quality property. So that people should not see the door locked on them when they want to come and borrow money. Because a Malva will say, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to lend this guy money and then he's not going to have what to pay me. Then he's just going to give me a garbage quality property as a payment. So to prevent such a thing, Chachamim instituted that you must pay with something which is... This is at least bainus, average quality. So the Gemara says, "Now mar So the price that says that you collect that the balchayv collects from bainus, it follows this takana that Ola just said here. Umar And the other price that says that the balchayv, the second price that says that the balchayv only collects from ziburis, is because we don't follow the takana of Ola, and therefore we just go the way menatayda. You can pay whatever you want. You can pay even ziburis. We learned in Abraham, says as follows. So this is talking about a person that owes money, uh, a malva, he owes money, and now he owns different properties. He owns three quality of properties that we spoke about till here. The Idis property, a Bainanist property, a Zibuddhist property. Now, Machar or Machran Le'echad. He sold off all his properties to one person, to one buyer. Or he sold them, or he sold it to three people, but he sold it to all his properties, to those three people, um, in one day. So then what happens is, they all take the place of the owner himself that owned this money. And what that means is, the same exact standard of payment that applies to the owner himself will now apply to the buyers. By the owner himself, as we said before, for Nizakin you pay from the best, for the Balchayv, you pay from average, Beninist, and for the Ksubasishi, you pay from Ziburis. These individuals, or the one person, or the three people that bought from him all at the same time, the same Allah applies when it comes to collect from them. However, if he sold it to three people, and it was on three different days, one after the other, then the Allah is Kulon. All the people that he owes money to, even though usually there's a halacha of what standard quality property they can take, they all come and collect from the last person that bought the last property, even though the last uh, property may be the worst quality. What's the reason for this? We'll see soon in the Gemara. Rashi here brings it. Now, we learned this in Masech the Gitin. There is a Takanas Chachamim that if you owe money to someone and you have properties in your possession, but then there's also properties that you previously owned, and there's a lien on it also for this money that you owe, but now you sold it off. So the person that you owe money to can't come and say, I want to collect from that property that you sold off. 
because it's a better quality property and that's what I deserve. It doesn't work that way. If you still have a property in your possession, which is what's called B'nai Chayden, it's free and clear, it's right here. You don't go to Mishubadim, you don't go to, to properties that were sold off already. So over here, even if the person did sell off all his properties, but when he sold property one and property two, property three was still available in, in, your, in the person that owes it in his possession. So that was where the person that's coming to collect had the right to take from. He can't take from one and two that was sold off already. So even after property three is sold off, still you can, you can come and push him and say, go to the last one because we, when we bought this property, we knew that there's another property that's still available for you and that, that's where you're supposed to collect from. You go to the Akhren, the last one that bought if that property does not have enough to collect from for what's owed, then you go to the previous one that was sold. And if there's not enough to collect from there either, then then you go to the first person that bought the properties. And you go in that order. You always collect from the one that was still available last. Okay, that's the, the, the halach of the b'raisa. So now the Gemara explains, in the beginning of the Bible, said it said two things. It said, it said two cases. It said a case where you sold to one person everything. And then it said a case where you sold to three people your properties, but all on the same day. The Gemara explains, why does the Bible have to say both of these cases? <laughs> you sold it all to one person. Hey, Chidomi, what does the Bible mean by this? Does it mean you approach one person and you tell him, I'm selling you all my properties and you sell it to him all at once? So now, why does the Bryce have to say this? Now the Bryce says the case. Where you're selling three properties to three different people, one after the other, all on the same day though. So over there, what does it say? Now, the Ikkele Meymar, over here, there would be room to say, that one person bought this property in the morning, the other one bought it in the afternoon, and the other one bought it later in the day. So you could say that the person that bought it in the morning, bought his property in the morning, can say, don't come to me. When I bought my property in the morning, there were other properties available for you to collect from that were only bought later. Go to those properties. That's what you would think you could say. But nevertheless, we don't say that. Omri, the Braisa comes and says, Kula nichnesu tachas that they all together take the place of the owner, the original owner, and the, the first one that bought the property in the morning can't push them off to the other ones that bought in the afternoon. You just go by the standard that the, the way the Bailem would pay. The Mazik takes from Idis, the the, the uh, Balchayv takes from Beninus and the Ksuba takes from Ziburis. Right, so Rashi explains the reason why that is. Why can't he push him off to the other guys that bought after him? Because when it comes to buying in the same day, it's as if they bought it all at the same time. Because when you look at a star, this is a property, and you sell it, and you write into a, a document, the star doesn't give any hours of the day. The star that just says it was bought on Chavav Cheshven. doesn't say the hour and the day. So if you look in the star, we see that they all bought it on the same day. That's what the Braise is saying. So if that's what the Braise tells me regarding three people that bought it on the same day, so if so, is it necessary for the Braise to say when it's one person that bought everything at the same time together? Obviously, he takes the place of the owner. Why should I think he doesn't? He bought everything together at the same time. There's no room to change the standard of collection of the payment the way it was by the owner. Ella says the Gemara Pshite, so it's obvious that you have to say, when it says in the Braise that when one person bought all of the properties from this one owner, that he didn't buy it all at the same time. He bought one property, a day later he bought a second one, and a day later he bought a third one. And in that case, the Braise is saying that this one person that now has all the properties of the original owner, that he takes the place 
and the standard of collection stay, remains the same like the original owner. But the question is why? What's the difference when three people bought three properties on three separate days? The call each person here could say, Don't come to me, go to the last one that bought the property, because we left you over that last property to collect from. So the same thing over here, hi Nami, even if it's one person that bought all three properties, so but he didn't buy them all at the same time. For each one of these properties that he bought, he could always say, Lemele, he could tell the people that are coming to collect him, I left for you place to collect from the last property. So what the Gemara is assuming now is, let's say the last property that he bought was the worst quality property. So that was the last one that was available. And he's telling the mazik that usually gets the best quality property. He tells him, don't take the best, even though that's usually what you deserve. But I bought the best. And when I bought the best, I left you the Buddhist. I left you the worst quality property available by the one that owes it to you. So you have to go to the Zibudis. So the Gemara says, we should be able to say that over here, even if it's one person that bought everything, but he left him that property available to collect. And says the Gemara, Hocha b'mayaskinon, the case over here is, <laughs> What was the last quality property that was left over? The best. It was the Idis that was left over. also explained this, The best quality property that there was here was the best. So therefore, this person that bought all these properties doesn't want to push them off and say, go take the last quality property. Usually, he, it would it would be to his benefit if he if he uh, so if he bought the, the zibud is the last so he wants to push him off to take the last but over here what was the property that was bought last the idis so therefore he would rather keep it in the standard the way it was by the original owner and he wants to give each one he wants to give the bainanis and the and he's going to give idis to the nizikin but then he's going to give bainanis to the balchayiv and zibud to the to the Ksubisisha. he doesn't want them to take the last because the last is the best. But the Gemara asks on this answer, wait a minute, if the last property that was left over is actually the best, so then Yehochi, if so, so let all the people that he owes money to come and collect from that last property. Not only the, 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 the Nizik that always gets it this, but what did it say here in the Braise? That the different individuals that collect, they all collect like their original standard that was supposed to get by the original owner. But why? Shouldn't we say that they get from the last property that was bought? And over here it's Idis. So let them all come and take from Idis from the last quality property. So the Gemara answers, no, there's a reason why they can't do that. Because Mishum, the Amaluhu, because this buyer here that bought all these three properties, can, even though he bought the Idis last, but he can come and say, If you'll be quiet and you'll take like your original halacha that you deserve, then shaklisu. Then what you're going to take, you'll get. But Viloy, if you're not going to take from your original standard, the way you would get when it was by the original owner, what I'm going to do is, the Ziburis property that I bought first, and I have a star that I bought it, I'll give that star back to the owner. And now what's going to happen? The Ziburis property is returned, and that will be the last one available by the original owner. And then all of you are going to collect just from Ziburis. Again, the Allah always is, you take from the last quality property. So now, but what happened over here is, he bought the Ziburis first, and he bought the Idis last. So they, they all want to take from Idis. So the buyer says, I have the option to just give back the star to the owner and make Ziburis the last. You're all going to collect from Ziburis. 
Taisus here actually even says he doesn't actually have to do this. Somebody should say he actually has to give back the star and rebuy it. So now the Ziburis will actually be the last. Taisus says he doesn't even actually, yeah. actually have to do it. He can just, the fact that he gives the star makes believe as if he's doing this. It's, he's basically saying that I have all of it in my possession. I have the power to position the Ziburis as last. So that's a right that I really have. So therefore you can only collect from Ziburis. Says the Gemara, if this is the Svara, that he could push them all off to Ziburis, Yihachi, if so, what did the Braises say? That with this one person that bought all the quality, all, all the, all the different qualities of property, so it said here that he pays all these people that are, money is owed to them like their original standard, which means the Nizakim gets from Idis, the Bachayiv gets from Beninis, and the Ksuba gets from Ziburis. But the question is, if he has this ability to make this threat, and to say that I'm going to push you all off to Ziburis, so Benizakin nami ne'ma'achi, so he, why can't he say the same thing regarding Nizakin as well? Why is the Nizik collecting from, from Idis? Why shouldn't he be able to ta- say to the, to the Nizik, you better take Beninis. If you're not going to take Beninis, right, I'm offering you better than what you can get. Why? Because if you're not going to accept Beninis, of average property, I'll push you down to Ziburis. Because what I'll do is I'll give back my star and make Ziburis the last property that I acquired. And if it's the last property I acquired, you're going to end up getting Ziburis. So he has this <laughs> leverage over the, uh, over the Nizik. So why is the Nizik collecting from Idis, from, from his original halacha, from his best quality property? In the Gemara here, it says that this question is on the, on the Nizik, because he has this leverage that he can threaten them. That, but somebody showing, Rash here says that the question of the Gemara is only regarding the Nizik, because he doesn't have this kind of leverage regarding the, uh, the Balchayv. The Balchayv, he's telling him right now, take Ziburis. That's what he's telling him. And so the fact that he could give back a star. And then make Ziburis the last. So now he's telling him to take Ziburis and he's threatening him. If you're not going to take Ziburis now, then I'll force you to take Ziburis. It's basically the same thing. So the Shainim say that you don't have that question. By, by, Rashi says that actually. But by the Nizikin, he's telling him, listen, you want Idis. I'm telling you, be happy with me giving you Beninis because otherwise I can push you down even to Ziburis. That's, uh, that's the Gemara's question. According to Rashi, he says, other Shainim disagree, but this is how Rashi learns. Says the Gemara, this is a good Svara. This is the Svara is known as the Svara of Ishaskis. If you're not going to be quiet, then I can uh, take care of you. So, so, but the Gemara says, over here in this Braise though, we must say that that Svara doesn't apply. As we see, the Braise says that the Nizakin takes his standard of Idis. Why doesn't it apply over here? What this Braise is talking about is that he can't do this. He can't give it back to the original owner. Why? Because the owner died. The Yasmi, the owner, original, original owner passed away, and now all you have over here is Yisayimim, the Lav Bnei Piraninu. Now these Yisayim that are here, they don't have any connection to this loan anymore. They don't have to pay this loan. Why? Because when this owner died, the, owner, the original owner that owed this money, he didn't leave any karkois that are meshubah to the loan. All he left is metaltlin. I mean, you don't collect any chay from metaltlin. So these Yisayimim don't have to pay anything. The whole Shibud now is on this buyer. This buyer is the one that has these 
properties that are meshubit to the loan, to the nizik, or to the aksube, and he's the one that has to pay everything. So hilkach, he can't say, he can't use this leverage, if you're not going to be quiet, I'm going to give back the property to the original owner, and then I'm going to buy it back. If you give it back to the original owner, these yisaymim are not going to have to pay with it. Yisaymim that buy a property after the father passes away, whatever property they get after the father passes away, does not become meshubit to any, any loans or any money that he owed. So this is not an option in our, in our b'raise. So now the question comes back, the original question the Gemara asked over here, so why are we saying that, the, the Gemara said that the case over here is that this person bought all of the properties from the original owner, but in what, in what order did he buy the properties? He bought the Benmis and Ziburis first, and the Idis was the last property that he owned. So the Gemara's question was, if the Idis is the last property that he owned, why don't all these people that he owes money to go and collect from the last property, which is the Idis property? Why? That's based on a Takana. The Takana of Chazal is that the last property that was available is the property that you have to collect from. So why don't we apply that over here? So the Gemara explains as follows. El over here, the reason is, because you can tell to these people that are coming to collect, why is it that Rabbanan usually say, you can't go and collect from properties that were already sold off if the person that owes money has b'nei chayren. He has a property still available by him. The reason is, this is a takana chacham instituted for the benefit of the buyer. That If the buyer sees and knows that when he's buying these properties, the seller still has other properties in his possessions, he knows that it's safe and sound to buy these properties because whoever the, the seller owes money to will come and collect from that property that's still available in his possession. That's the reason for the takana. So it's all for the benefit of the buyer. Says the Gemara, but I know over here this buyer says, over here this takana that was made for my benefit, I don't want it. Over here, what ended up happening? He ended up buying everything. He ended up buying the idis as well. So for him, this takana to say that you take from the property that's still available by the original owner, he doesn't want it. Because over here, it's going to come out then that they're all going to come and collect from the last property that he bought, which is idis. So if he doesn't, if it's, if it's made for his benefit and he doesn't want it, he can reject this takana. Where do you find such a thing? As Rav has said, person that comes and says, if Chachamim instituted something for my benefit, and I'm not interested in, in if, if for me it's not a benefit, like this example, we will listen in. My what is this example that he said? As Ravona said, Ravona says, a wife could say to her husband, don't give me, don't feed me, don't provide me food, and my income, I'm not going to give you. Usually, Chacham instituted that her income goes to the husband, and in exchange, the husband has to feed her, but she can refuse that. If she's making a good income, better than whatever he gives her, she can say she doesn't want this deal. Same thing over here, this buyer can say, I don't want this, this whole takana that you collect from the last one available. Okay, the Gemara now continues on this very case now, how this would play out further. There's another thing that the Gemara adds to this case. Now, Pshita, it's obvious regarding this case. Again, what's the case over here? A buyer that bought all the properties from the original owner that owed money, and he bought Beninis, he bought his first, and then he bought the Idis last. What happens now if this buyer goes and sells to a second buyer the Beninis and Ziburis that he owns? And Vishayir, Idis Lefanov, and he leaves the Idis in his possession. So what happens? In such a case, the people that the money is owed to, 
can all come and collect from this in this property, from the best property. And why is that? Because this was the last property that was available by the original person that owes the money. And we always allow to collect dafka from that last property. Now the Gemara explains why is this different than the case that we just said. We just said that the, the buyer can say, you're making this takana for my benefit. So if so, I don't want this takana and go and collect from the Bainis and Zibudis instead that I bought before. But over here, the Gemara says that doesn't work. They all can collect from the Idis, which is last, because Ubeinis is Zibudis, less than the Gabe. He doesn't have any Bainis and Zibudis anymore. The first buyer sold the Bainis and Zibudis to a second buyer. So he doesn't have that anymore. The Matzi that he can go and say to these people that are coming to collect, Govu mi Zibudis, that I want you to collect from that Bainis and Zibudis, and I'm not interested in what Chachamim made for my, uh, for my benefit. He doesn't have, he can't do that anymore. He doesn't have Benis and Zibudis in his possession. So in such a case, the people that are coming to collect are going to take from the Idis that's left by him. However, what's if what happened over here is the re, in the reverse? The first buyer went and Avol Machar Idis. He went and sold the Idis property to uh, a second buyer. And Vishayer Benis and Zibudis. And he left over Benis and Zibudis by himself. My, what's the Allah in such a case? Could he say to the, to the people that are coming to collect, well, I have Bainis Zibudis in my possession, and I want you to take Dafka from the Bainis and Zibudis, not from the Idis. Right? Is, is, that, is that what ends up happening over here? That, I mean, it's not, 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 the first buyer doesn't want this, though. I mean, the, do we say that in such a case, the, they could come and collect from the Bainis and Zibudis? Or do we say, no, the Idis, there is a Takana de Rabbanon, that the Idis was the last property that was acquired by the first buyer, and therefore they go and collect Dafka from the, from the, uh, from the Idis, that is. My, what's going to be the Halacha over here in this case? Okay, so again, the, the, the Shail over here is, do they collect from the first buyer, the Benes and Zibudis, or do they collect from the second buyer, the Idis that was now sold to him? So the Gemara brings two opinions about this. So Rabbi thought to say that over here the Allah is going to be Asu Kulu Govamidis. In such a case, they're all going to collect from the second buyer from the Idis. They can't collect from the first buyer because the first, in such a case, the first buyer is going to say, I do want the Takana of the Rabbanon that say that you always collect from the last property that was available for you. Over here it is for his benefit to accept this Takana of the Rabbanon. Because he, he, he's the one that has the Bainis and Zibudas. The first buyer kept the Bainis and Zibudas for himself. He sold off the Idis to a second buyer. That Idis that he sold off was the last property available by the original owner. So for him now it is beneficial to follow the Takana de Rabbana that you always collect from the, that Idis that was the last. So therefore he says, go and take from the Idis. Even though the Idis is by a second buyer and not by me. But that was the original one that was by the owner available, the last one that was sold. So in such a case, he can push them off to take from the Idis, from the second buyer. So Rava says about what Abayah said, no, it doesn't work this way. Why not? So before I read the Gemara inside, what Rav is going to say over here is, what's if the first buyer had Ben Zibudis and Idis in his possession? And he bought the Idis last. He has the option to say, I don't allow you to collect from the Idis even though it's the last, because I'm, I'm not interested in, in the Takana of the Chachamah for my benefit. This is not a benefit for me. So Rav is, is going to say here, the point is, whatever right the first buyer has regarding these properties, when a, properties are sold to a second buyer, the rule is a buyer has the same power and the same rights as the seller, which is in this case the first buyer. 
So therefore, the same halacha that the buyer, the first buyer, could push them away from the idis, the second buyer could also push them away from the idis. So Rav says, "Ma macher yishel nesheni." What does the first buyer sell to the second buyer? Koschus shetavli yaday. Whatever rights he has over here in these properties, the second buyer is acquiring not just the physical property, but he's also acquiring all the rights of the properties as well. Now, the kiv in the ilu also gavi lekeyach Since if these people come in to collect and they come to the first buyer, he can push them away and say that you collect only from the Bayerness and Ziburis. Even though when he acquired the Bayerness and the Ziburis, the Idis was the last property that he bought and the Idis was still available at the original person that owed the money. And usually, usually there's the kind of the Chachamim that you don't collect from a buyer when there's still property is available at the original person that owes the money, but nevertheless, what's the power of the first buyer, as we already said before, in this case, he can say to the people coming to collect, in this case, this takan is not to my benefit. If it was made for me, I don't want it over here. That's the power that the first buyer has. The second buyer has the same power. He could also say to them as well, even though he only bought the idis, but he can say, go back to the first buyer and get the Bainness and Ziburis from him. The Chizavim, Lekeyach Sheni, whatever, when the second buyer comes and acquires, Adaipte, the Chos Chos, the Havala Lirishem, Zovin. Whatever power the first buyer had, he could push them away from the Idis. The second buyer has the same power to push them away from the Idis. And then they, they have to go to the first buyer and collect the Bainness and Ziburis. Okay, let's learn one more case over here. Says the Gemara, Omar Rava. Rava said another halacha. Reuven Shemachar calls the days of Shimon. Reuven owes money to people, and he sold all of his properties to Shimon. And v'halach Shimon, Shimon went to Machar Sada Achas Levi. Shimon went and sold one of his properties to a second buyer to Levi. Obaba Chayiv the Reuven, and now the Reuven has lenders that he owes money to, and they want to collect. And Reuven doesn't have any properties left by him anymore. He sold all of his properties to Shimon, and there's one property that was now sold off to Levi. Third, the second buyer that is. This Balchayv of Reuben, he can collect from the properties of Shimon, or he can collect from the property of Levi, from the second buyer. Now the Gemara explains when that is. Usually, when you have a, a first buyer and a second buyer, you never get pushed off to the second buyer. You collect from the first buyer. Why over here are we saying that this Balchayv, the lender, can go and collect from the second buyer? This Allah has said only That's because the second buyer went and bought specifically the Bainanist property. So the Bainanist property is the kind of property that's Mishubit to the Balchayv. The, the Idis and Ziburis is not the kind of property that a Balchayv usually collects. So the, the first buyer says that I specifically sold the Bainanist property, but it's the Bainanist property which, is, which belongs to you. That's one point over here, not one detail. But, but, the, but the thing is, though, he has an option. It's, the the uh, Balchayiv could come collect either from the Bainis property from the second buyer, because that's his, the type of quality property that's his Shibut. But on the other hand, he could also collect from the first buyer, because the first buyer is, is he's first. So he has the properties first, and he's the first one that you go to. So you can go to either one. If the second buyer buys Idis and Ziburis, then, then, then why, why, why should you go to the second buyer? The first buyer came first and he has the Bainanist property. 
the Amale, because then the second buyer will say, it is Viziburis. I bought specifically the Idis property and the Ziburis property because I knew that, that, you, that you're coming. This is, a, this is a property that is not deserving to you. Balchayv only collects from Bainanis. Another detail the Gemara says about this, even when the second buyer bought a Bainanis property, and we say now that the Balchayv could go to the second buyer, not only to the first buyer, and this was only said, if you bought all of the Bainanis property from the first buyer, you didn't leave any Bainanis property by the first buyer. So then the second buyer can't say, uh, I left, look, I left some Bainus quality property still by Shimon, the first buyer. I will If he bought Bainus property, but he also left over some Bainus property by the first buyer by Shimon, so then the Balchayv can't come and collect from the second buyer, the Matsyamale, because the second buyer can say, look, I left uh, Bainus property still by the first buyer and go collect by him.